0: we about to praise.
1: My life, your love amazes me I sing And I sing because you are good And I dance because you are good And I shout because you are good You are good So good to me So good to me Anywhere close to you, the earth and oceans only reflect its truth. And in my darkest night, you shine as bright as day. Your love amazes me. And I sing because you are good. And I dance because you are good. And I shout because you are good You are good to me And I, I sing, sing Because you are good And I dance Because you are good And I shout Because you are good You are good So good to me So good to me With the cry I pray, my heart will proclaim, you are good, you are good, In the sun will rain, my life celebrates, you are good, you are good, with a cry of praise, my heart will And I'll sing because you are good and I'll dance because you are good and I'll shout because you are good you are good to me and I'll sing because you are good and I'll dance because you are good and I'll shout because you are good you are good so good to me Good, and I'll dance because you are good And I'll shout because you are good You are good to me And i sing So good to me So good to I am. To I am. To I am. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us. You are perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Perfect in all of your ways to your You're a good, good father. i e me deeper still into love, 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 you're a good, good father.
2: feel tonight to start off our gathering by asking you the question, where is this God that you're worshipping? Where is this God that you're worshipping? If you could picture Him tonight, where would He be? the disciples to pray and when he was teaching them he said pray like this our father this is the english version our father in heaven hallowed be your name but when you drill down into the original language what he actually said and the meaning of the words is our father who is in the very air that we breathe mm. our father Who is in the very air that we breathe? Where is this God that you're worshiping tonight? How far away is He? Because I declare to you tonight, He is in the very air that you breathe. And the Holy Spirit is right here, Mm. right now. closer than that Holy Spirit I thank you for your presence I thank you that you are amongst us I thank you that your desire is to be with us now and this evening always actually I thank you that you want to speak into our lives tonight. I thank you that you want to encourage us. I thank you that you want to pour out life, that you want to pour out joy, that you want to pour out hope, that you want to pour out peace, that you want to pour out mercy and grace and kindness on us tonight. And Father, I lift every person in this building to you. I don't know how we've all come tonight, but I know enough to know that many of us will have come with baggage. And I ask that you would help us, Holy Spirit, to lay the baggage to one side. And that as we turn our gaze, as we turn our attention to you, that we would realize that we would have a revelation tonight that you're in all, that you're of all, that you're part of everything that's going on, that you love us incredibly, that you want to speak to us. We don't have to beg, you want to speak to us tonight. You want to guide us. You want to lift us up. You want to fill us. And that as all that happens, I pray that you will receive all glory, all honour. Lord, that none of us would try to steal your glory tonight because it all belongs to you. It all belongs to you. So we commit this time to you. Say, so have your way. Such an honor, together with your church and just part of your church in the city. Lord, we declare your blessing over every church meeting tonight in the city. Father, may they know your presence. May they know your voice. May they know yeah. the supernatural power of a loving God amongst them. I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, it is so good to see you. Hope you've had a great day. See the fog's coming down again, but that's all right. What, don't sit down, don't sit down. Say hello to a couple of people, then sit down. Said it's really, really good to have you tonight. We are gonna have a great evening this evening. It is fantastic to have Helen Calder with us again tonight. She's been absolutely fantastic ministering this weekend to the life of our church and many churches. We've got Trevor from Westside with us tonight. Give him a big hand. We've got David from Fielding tonight. Give him a big hand. We've got Collie Cutts from Tiaraha tonight. Give them a big hand. And we've got you. Give yourselves a big hand. Great. Welcome. We're going to have a great time tonight. So I pray that you um, prepare yourselves, that you prepare your hearts, that you open your hearts. Holy Spirit's going to speak to us tonight and uh, He's going to encourage us. He's going to instruct us. And uh, we will leave this place better than we arrived if we decide now that we will. So you've got to decide now. We'll all leave better than we arrived. Who's had a birthday or a celebration in the last week? As in like a wedding anniversary or something? Birthdays? Wedding anniversaries? Yes, birthday? Fantastic. Is there only one birthday? Hey, How about tomorrow? Normally I wouldn't allow that, but you've caught me on a generous day. So come on. Birthday. All right, well, if I allowed tomorrow for him, I have to allow it for you. Come on. Yeah. This is not the new normal, people. Okay? Just got me at a weak moment. Anything else? That's birthdays, celebrations, uh, anniversaries. That's it. Well, awesome. Happy birthday to you all. Don't go anywhere. Jump up on your feet. We're going to declare God's blessing over these three incredible people. Here we go. Ready? Father, we thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Happy birthday. Give them a big hand. Did I say it wrong? Too fast. Uh, there's a quick, the slow, the dead. Hey, there's. If you're doing Faith 101, that's not happening tonight. Just so you know, it's not happening. Um, because so I understand that university etc. is on holiday, which is awesome. If you've not been baptised, next week could be the night for you, the day for you. So um, if if, you, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Saviour, if you're a disciple of Christ, if you call yourself a Christian and you've not been baptised, you need to be baptised. Jesus said, be baptised. He didn't say, hey, if you've got nothing better to do, maybe consider being baptised. He said, no, no, be baptised. It's a command of Jesus. And uh, you need to consider it very seriously. Better still, don't even consider it. Just do it, because he said... And um, next week's a great opportunity for that. If you've not been baptised, see a leader or ring into the office and uh, we will arrange it for next weekend, which would be fantastic. Luke, why don't you come and lead us around communion? Give him a hand as he comes.
3: How are you all doing, church? Good. Hey, if this is your first time here at Activate, I'd love to invite you to join us in communion. Um, oh, am I going up there? Thanks, Tanisha. Uh, i love you to join us uh, in communion tonight. And uh, if you're, uh, this is your home church, or if you're experienced in communion taking uh, tonight, I'm going to put you uh, in this category called experienced communion takers. Is that good? And so an experienced communion taker, you're, you're quite skilled in many areas around communion. And uh, the first one at the end when we do our reflective uh, reflective moment, you're really good at the, the closed eyes the looking down and, and thinking um, about what type of pizza you're going to have at the helm afterwards or um, hoping that your little children aren't going to spill the communion on their clothes or how you're going to convince your parents to pop by McDonald's afterwards. Um, you're very skilled at that. You're also extremely skilled at picking the right communion juice, one that's just to the top and has got the adequate amount of concentrate in it for your flavorness. I was actually talking to some people before the service and um, kind of sharing around what I was doing for communion. And they told me I wasn't allowed to say their names, but one didn't like it strong, the other one, uh, loved it when it was like pure concentrate. Uh, and so they're used to that. And if you're a parent, you're wanting to get the one with the least amount of communion juice, so it doesn't spill very much. I um, once was a stage manager, which uh, is the job Denisha is doing, and she does a fantastic job. Let's give her a hand. And I spilt, um, I spilt my communion juice. Uh, it was in a morning service all over... Um, Pastor Karen at the time, and then it was awkward because I was trying to clean it up, and then I spilt her communion juice as well, so um, I wasn't really focusing that morning. The second thing that we do is when the cracker comes around, is if you like the flavour of it, you look for the biggest piece with the most amount of seasoning, and if you don't like the flavor of it you go for the smallest piece with the least or you might even like I've seen some people like bang the seasoning off just as they get it or tap it but for the super experienced communion takers they get their phone and they make a little table and so it's like a perfect way of balancing it so it doesn't fall over. Parent tip there, a little life hack for you and then as an experienced communion taker You wait for the person to do the speech, to do the talk, well-meaning, full-hearted, of how taking communion every single week is a routine. Where they go, well, each week we take it and we nod off to la-la land and, and we put all our experience into one and we just let it roll on over. And then the speaker will say something, but tonight I have got some new insight. I have got something incredible about communion that is just going to inspire you. It's going to change your life. I want to let you know tonight I don't, and um, I'm just going to read from what Jesus said. And uh, so I figure um, that that's a good place to be. And so we're going to read a few of Jesus's words in Luke. And uh, Luke had an account of Jesus's life, and, and this is what... Jesus says about communion. It says this in uh, Luke 22, 19. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, He took another cup of wine and said, this is my cup, the new covenant between God and His people, an agreement confirmed with blood, uh, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Tonight, for me, communion every single time is about remembering God's goodness in my life. It's remembering that He loved me so, so much. That my past shame, my past guilt, those things that my life just couldn't be, that now it is because of him. And I'm gonna give you a tip. If someone comes up to you, go, hey, you'd love to do, would you love to do communion? I'm sure you'd love to do communion. Hey, you're on communion next week. I want to encourage you, don't worry about trying to find some special or new insight into communion. If God gives you one, great. But I encourage you, why don't you come up here and tell your story and just give God thanks for it. Because you have a story. And right now as you go into your very well-experienced contemplative state as we listen to a song, before you weigh up the judgments of the juice and the taste of the cracker, I want you to think and just remember God's goodness on your life. Remember all that Jesus did on the cross because He's done incredible things. And even, why don't you ask Him to highlight something tonight that maybe you've you've never realised that God has on your life and is only possible because of what Jesus did on the cross. So the band's going to play as the communion's handed out and you can sing along or you can think but I just encourage you for a moment Don't worry about anything else. Just remember God has love for you. That is so much that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross so you can live in a relationship with him. Thanks, Ben.
2: me on the shoulder and said that she was healed in the last song. That's pretty cool. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to heal people tonight. If you need healing in your body, why don't you just lift your hands right now to Jesus. I can't see you, but it doesn't matter. Just lift your hands wherever you are. If you need healing in your body, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're our healer. Release healing right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I encourage you to take hold of it right now. In Jesus' name, command sickness be gone. Sickness be completely gone. In Jesus' name, be healed. Helen, why don't you come? It's fantastic to have Helen Calder with us tonight from Melbourne. She is a Kiwi. And she uh, is part of the team with Dave McCracken Ministries. Many of you know Steve McCracken. And um, she works alongside Steve. And we've had a fantastic weekend with Helen, ministering into our School of the Spirit. It's been a significant weekend in the life of the church. And it really is an honour to have her with us this weekend. She'll be doing all sorts of things in all sorts of places. And she's chosen to be here. And that's really good. So, can you please give her a massive big hand to welcome her tonight?
0: Awesome. Hey, thank you, everybody. Yeah, look, we've dripped already. <laughs> and it wasn't me. I want to actually put something on here. Is there a tissue we can. <laughs> just... um, you know, that just reminded me. I was standing at reception, at our hotel. Tonight, and a a group comes in to the door, and a girl had a bottle in her hand of drink, and she dropped it by accident on the floor. And I, I looked at her face; she was absolutely mortified. And the reception team rushed over, and they're reassuring her, and they're saying, "Hey, it's okay. You know, we've got this. Um, This this is our job." And and uh, you know, just. Things like this remind me of the kindness of God. His kindness overwhelms me. And even if you feel you've wasted opportunities, you've messed up, He just delights when you hand over that He will just get involved. And, and it's His delight to, to clean up. Uh, this stuff's here to remind me to talk to you about resources. So I think we've still got a table out there, do we? Of resources. Some books by David McCracken. A couple of USBs. Last opportunity there's a, a USB of our prophetic training, 13 sessions, some of David McCracken and some of me. Um, one of Steve as well on there. And also another USB which is brand new out, which has nine of my ebooks. And uh, which is all here. Nine of them about pro- prophecy, prophetic worship, discernment, prayer, growing in your gifts. And uh, so that's an amazing opportunity. I encourage you to take a look at those. All right. Excuse me while I just get organized here. It's very important. Hello? <laughs> it's the Lord. No. <laughs> it's... Oh, it's my husband. (laughs) No, let me turn that onto flight mode. (laughs) We're taking off. Okay. I actually wrote down some notes of some uh, words, uh, some pictures that God gave me. You know, just God gives me very simple messages from him, simple love messages from the Father, just very simple pictures. And uh, so I want to encourage a few of you with some words tonight. Here, what's your name? Anna. Anna, Anna I, um, I kept seeing carbon paper this, this afternoon, and I was like, oh, God, why are you showing me carbon paper? Um, but he wants you to know that you're not a carbon copy of somebody else. You know, it's like you know, people might say you're like so-and-so alike, and and God wants you to know that he totally loves you, that you are unique. And I'm seeing this beautiful, like, clean white piece of paper, and he's writing in gold ink, a fresh chapter in your life. So he's releasing you from expectations of others, and there's a new sense of freedom in your life. Yeah, here she went. Let's go here, what's your name? Andre? Andre, I had a picture of a pager. You know what a pager is? It, uh, you know, zaps you in. Uh, heaven's calling. <laughs> I just had this picture of a pager, and you know with a pager, it's not like a phone. You get a message, and it's a prompt for you to get in touch. Uh, and, and so that's, that's a picture. that says heaven is calling. Uh, it's up to you <laughs> to contact heaven in return, and, and, and God's just, he, he's got you in his line of sight. And, and he's calling for you. And it's over to you whether you make that response. But he just wants you to know how generous and loving he is. And he's got good stuff for you. I love that pager. <laughs> awesome. This gentleman here, what's your name? Trevor. I had a picture of a, unusual, you know how normally you see a picture of a ladder and it's against a wall and it's all very stable and steady. This ladder was on a moving vehicle. (laughs) And uh, when I saw this, it spoke to me of transition happening when there's already momentum. And so it just feels like at some stage, there's going to be a transition for you. And perhaps even to others looking on, it's going to be like, whoa, you know, that looks awkward, or, you know, you're already in that place of momentum. But God has got you covered. His hands are on the ladder, and uh, so check it out and pray about it and, uh, and just see what God does because <laughs> it was really unusual. Amen. I had a picture of a, uh, you know, that old myth about storks carrying babies, as storks as in birds, carrying in babies. <laughs> I, I feel like there's some people here, at least one of you, who have felt like your being born was a mistake. There's, there may be even some reason you have attached to that. But the Father wants you to know that you are desired, you are wanted, you are chosen before the foundation of the earth, that your DNA, everything that you are, is perfect and loved and predetermined and chosen by Him. And tonight there's an opportunity for you to release that lie that your birth was a mistake. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. What's your name? Tina? I had this um, picture of old handwritten recipes, you know, like you know, recipes that are passed on, and uh, I've got quite a collection of them myself. <laughs> but I've got a special book that my mum's um, given to me of handwritten recipes, and and I just believe that there is some really good generational stuff that uh, and even tonight I'm talking about, you know, passing on uh, things needing to hand over, but. I just see some things that you are to embrace and God's uh, causing you to realize in a fresh way. There's an inheritance. There is a legacy that is in your generations that you are passing on as well that is absolutely priceless. And I love the thought of recipes too because it's just it's like the pattern of goodness. together. Okay. Tell me about yourselves. Who are you? Mother and daughter? These two guys. What's your name? Chantelle Chantel and Jessica. I had a picture of a a clock. You know how clocks can get stopped if they're broken? And uh, and and it's like something had had kind of happened and it's been stopped. God wants you to know he is redeeming the time. And it's just like the expert clockmaker. He inserts the piece that's been missing and catches it up to the now time. God is redeeming the time and he is catching you up to now time. And uh, and he wants you to know that he loves you, that he honors you, and that he's completely restoring Praise God. God is so good. <laughs> I love that song. Steve brought that song back, Your Good Good Father, after he was here. <laughs> we, we've kept singing it since then. <laughs> it was new to him. I already knew it. it, it it's really awesome. <laughs> I have a message tonight that's going to change lives. I I know it. Freedom is in this place. Freedom is a person. His name is Jesus. And this is something that's really fresh that God has just been revealing to me. And I want to bring it as a fresh, fresh word. It's a life-changing word. It's called change your script, change your life. Change your script, change your life. It's this word in Joshua and chapter 1 and verse 8 it says this is God's instruction to the man Joshua keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it and then you will be prosperous and successful Who knows if there's a recipe for success, then that's a good thing. You want to know what that is. And then he says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And here you have General Joshua about to take Israel into the promised land, that land of destiny. And this is God's instruction to him, and I believe it is his personal instruction and encouragement for you tonight. He says, my word, my word is the story that I want you to live by. This class is looking full, so I'm going to have a bit. (laughs) That's better. And he says, I want you to be saturated in my word. I want you to be soaked in my storyline for your life because when you are, when you know my story for your life, when you know my word, then you will be successful. Then you'll be fruitful. And when you are so familiar with it about who you are and whose you are according to his story, his words, then it's going to become the story that you live by and you will be successful and fruitful. Recently, I was listening to the song. I love um, Group One Crew. Anyone heard of Group One key, Crew? Yeah. <laughs> I really love this kind of like funky music, and my kids get into the car, and they can't believe that I've got the bass turned all the way up, and I'm listening to all this digital music, and, you know, <laughs> hip-hop and stuff. And I was listening to the song called The Difference, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It was like this absolutely Amazing. I've heard this song a hundred times before, and I heard it this day, and it was like, wow. It says, every day is the same thing, stuck in the same scene. Your life is caught in a rerun, scripts never changing. So tired of the replays, there's got to be a better way, a better way. Love is the difference. Love can open your heart. Let me show you the difference. More than empty words you've already heard. It's everything you want but think you don't deserve. And God spoke to me and he said, pay attention. Right here is a key that is going to bring freedom. It's going to bring transformation to release people out of the script that their lives have been stuck in and into my story for their lives. And uh, and he says, this is so significant. I want you to focus on this for the next few months and write about it as well. So think about a script now. What is a script? A script is a written text of, say, a TV show, a film, a play, something like that. And when a script comes, it dictates the atmosphere, the characters, the storyline, beginning, middle, and end, and, uh, and and like the props and everything, it's all in there. So if you're an actor and you receive a script, then you know how you're gonna act the whole thing out. You know the complete story, ahead of time. So tonight when I'm referring to a script, and this is gonna be my script, <laughs> it's my daughter's old exercise <laughs> book from school, but it can be a script tonight. When I refer to the script, it's the counterfeit storyline that the enemy wants you to believe or any storyline at work in your life that is not in accordance with God's story for your life, with His words, with what He says in His word, or what Father's prophetic intention is for your life, your purpose, and your destiny. In Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know that are plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Psalm 139, verse 16, it says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Not a stalk." Destined ahead of time. So God's story is that you have a future, you have a hope He's redeeming things of the past. So that you can live a life of integrity, a life of that honors Him, of fruitfulness, purpose. Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says this you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for you to do. He has a story for your life that will totally fulfill you, that will amaze you, that is beyond glorious. It's birth and His love. Back in the 1990s, <laughs> there was this movie and it starred Jim Carrey. And it was called The Truman Show. Does anyone remember The Truman Show? <laughs> It's a, it's a classic, so you, you might like to get it out if you haven't seen it. Anyway, in the Truman Show, Jim Carrey plays this guy Truman, and Truman doesn't realize it, but before he was born, he was organized into a reality show starring him. It was a reality show about his life. He doesn't know that he's in, his whole life as a reality show, that His friends are actors on the TV set. His wife's an actor on the TV set. Everything's like a set. Even he's he's living the seemingly perfect life with a perfect wife as an insurance salesman on this island, not even realizing that even the sky above him is just a dome. It's all a set. And the whole story is about how Truman, Jim Carrey, realizes that his life is caught in a pattern, and he starts to become aware that he's in this stuck pattern. And as he becomes aware, and as as he gets frustrated, and the story plays out about how he realizes and finds out and escapes from that life. It's awesome. Great story, great parable. And David McCracken has, um, is writing a book, actually, about this called The Truman Parable. And he uses this story as a parable to, to show us how, you know, we can be caught in this life that is like gray, when God has, in fact, called us as king's kids to live a life of color and, and freedom and wonder. You don't have to live a life of limitation, because God's word tells there's more for your life. So a script might be the story that we tell ourselves or we tell others about why we're in the stuck pattern that we're in, why things happen, what happens. And it can sound very reasonable. A script, is a, it's a deceiving script, a deceiving script. For example... The script of what other people have said about you. Classic one. Think about young David. Before he was king, he was still a shepherd boy. He was the youngest of eight, and his older brothers thought he was a young upstart. And their story about David's life was that he was the lowest in the family pecking order, the youngest... And they never dreamed that he would ever surpass them and take down a giant, Goliath. And you read what his brother says about him in 1 Samuel 17. And Eliab, David's oldest brother, David's gone to visit the battle with the bread and cheese. And Eliab burns with anger at David. And asks, why have you come down here? With whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. He's accusing David. What's he saying? David, you are never going to be the the great person that you aspire to be and that you dream of being. You're just the youngest in the family. So don't even try. If David had listened to his brother's script about his life, who he was and what he could accomplish, he would never have taken down Goliath that day. But he chose to believe God's story for his life. He chose to believe what the prophet Samuel had told him, that he would be king, that there was a kingly anointing on his life. See, someone else's opinion of you does not have to be your reality. It's your choice. God's opinion of you is what matters. And he says that you're valuable. He says you're anointed, you're appointed, that you are well able to step into that destiny that he has for your life. When I was 16 years old, I I believed, I chose to believe that God had a story for my life, and I'd had a call of God on my life to ministry. It had been confirmed prophetically by pastors and leaders, and I had on my heart that I wanted to go to Bible college. But at that time, and probably with good reason too, to be honest, (laughs) the pastor of my church got together with a group of elders and called me into a meeting, and I think they'd been fueled by my parents. And and said, a bright young thing like you shouldn't be going to Bible college. Oh, let's face it, this was over 30 years ago. <laughs> and you should be going to university. And, and so they, they damaged my dream, and it broke my heart. And I spent the next 16 years running away from that call of God on my life until I turned around and began to own it, that there was a call to ministry on my life. And then at the age of 47, when my youngest had left school, I was put on a te- I was asked on team at David McCracken Ministries, and I entered into full-time itinerant ministry. Wow! You see, God's story will always prevail, and even when it feels like you've missed the boat or lost the opportunities, He is a God of the second chance. And He is a God of divine acceleration, a God who can create unstoppable momentum in your life. And now, only a matter of a a few years later, tens of thousands of people every week are being touched by my online ministry. And I'm like, God, how did this happen? God's story, when you embrace it, will overcome anything often there's limitations that we experience in, in, in our real life. Let's face it, they become a part of the script, a part of the story that we tell ourselves. It might be something, some factor in real life, like David, for example, as the youngest in the family. It makes this script seem to have more power than it actually does. And so David had no experience in battle. He was, he was a shepherd boy and so on. Don't let the facts become evidence of something, of a script that is not God's story for your life. It takes faith to choose what God has said about you is true and who you are and whose you are. Abraham's a great example. Abraham was what 100 years old (laughs) when he fathered Isaac. And and uh, Romans 4 says against all hope, Abraham and hope believed and so became the father of many nations. It says he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. And yet he did not waver. He chose to believe God's story because physical evidence is not the last word. When God has a story for your life. So, how do we defeat this counterfeit script when we recognize that one's in operation? Well, first thing is to identify that there is actually one at work. That's half the battle. It's recognizing, like Truman did hey, there's a pattern here, there's a stuckness. The enemy likes to operate hidden in darkness. It's like computer code. You know what a computer script is? a list of, it's like a sequence of instructions. And, uh, and and if there's a malicious script operating in the background, and it means that there's a list, a code, a list of instructions that are happening that might be hidden, but you, you know, because your computer's slowing down, that there's something wrong. And we need to apply God's Word and allow the Holy Spirit to search our lives, to identify um, what is there that because the truth reveals the counterfeit and the truth will set you free. Our daughter had a, um, we actually had a a Trojan virus and we didn't know about it until our internet provider sent us a message to say that uh, one of our computers was sending out spam from our internet account and they they threatened to shut us down so, we only had a short period of time. We had to work out which one of the laptops and computers and PCs had the Trojan virus, isolated it to our daughter's laptop. And so she had to do, we, we did this whole antivirus thing. But we were oblivious. And sometimes it's like that, you know, until you see the signs that this counterfeit script is in operation. So, so, what is it? I, I'm getting sensitive as Holy Spirit is teaching me. It's those things that come out of my mouth. It's those reasons that you tell yourself and others about why you don't make the progress that you you know that you should be making or why you're in a pattern why the destiny that God has put on your life is not being fulfilled, and why the facts, those physical limitations, are evidence of some storyline that is not God's story for your life. And Holy Spirit is wanting to highlight these things and bring healing and bring release. So what about your expectations and explanations? Do they glorify God? and agree with His Word. What are those things that are on a loop? The patterns. Any mood or atmosphere that is not kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Anything that your life is not characterized by, that your life is characterized by that isn't according to God's Word. It can be a script. God's word for your life says that you're powerful, that there is no chain, that there is no giant, that there is no wall, no limitation that can stand between you and God's story for your life. His story for your life is that you can live free, make progress, and you can succeed. So how how do these things sneak in? It can happen through trauma or hurt. You know, when something bad happens to us and, and then we're fearful that it might happen again. It's like the script gets downloaded that you think it's going to repeat itself and goes on a cycle. Fear can become like the self-fulfilling storyline. It can come into operation, as I said, through the opinions of others or for through your own negative perspective. A script can come into operation. It can be Generational. And and, uh, the Israelites had a generational script back, you see, at the start of Exodus. And the script in those generations was they were born slaves, they lived slaves, and they died slaves. And then the next generation, they were born, lived, and died as slaves. And it went on for generation after generation until a single generation, God sent a deliverer His name was Moses, and he changed, and he broke the script in that generation. He said, I've come down to rescue you from slavery to the Egyptians, and I'm going to lead you out of Egypt and into the good land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And that old script was broken by the word of God. And... When God led them as a nation, they killed the Passover lamb, which represented Jesus. And at that moment of the shedding of the blood of the lamb, they were set free from slavery, they walked free, they were delivered, they were healed. It said the whole nation walked out and not a single one of them was feeble or faltered. They were healed. They carried the wealth of the Egyptians. The power of the Lamb, Jesus, can change everything and break those old storylines. It says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. So the greatest exchange of that old script for God's story has taken place already on the cross. He's paid the price in full. It says when you were dead in your sins, God made you alive with Jesus. He's cancelled the charge of legal indebtedness. Says he has taken it away and he's nailed that thing to the cross. (laughs) What great news. And there may have even been a power in that script causing it to operate, even in your unwillingness. And yet God says that in Jesus, the power of that thing is completely cancelled. And it's time for a change of mindset to shift from believing that lie to believing God's story for your life. When we're tested, it's like the enemy comes with that script and waves it in our face. See, this story's coming to pass. But the Holy Spirit comes to you with a different story, the story of how the Father sees you, the outcome of a conquering life. A conquering life. God's Word says you're not defeated. You're more than a conqueror. We've got to renounce that script. It says in 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 5, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish, we pull down every argument every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. See, even when the Israelites were delivered from Egypt, their mindsets still needed to change. They came out of Egypt, but they were still thinking like slaves. It's time to test every pattern, every script, and test it against the Word of God. It's time for this radical shift. My husband and I, realized that we were living in a generational script. And the generational story was down, my husband's line was one of poverty and loss of inheritance. And so the storyline went, you lived, you created your wealth, you lost your wealth. You died in poverty. And we saw when we were looking down the generations, and so there was this struggle and this cycle. And we said, in our generation, this thing's going to stop. And so we went through the prayer, and we went through the process and declaring and renouncing and delivering and all of that, and that was awesome. But there was still a battle, and it wasn't until fairly recently, in fact, when I was listening to that song, Life's caught in a rerun. The script's never changing. And God showed me that thing had been broken because we've been living in an environment of faith and the Word of God has been just, we've been saturated in that environment of faith. So it wasn't too many years ago that we were, we got to when I was uh, in burnout and didn't have a job, $20,000 on our credit card debt. And yet not too long ago, a year before last, we got to the end of the year and our pastor declared a year of debt cancellation. That's a year of jubilee. And that week we realized something. For the first time we had no debt and we were paying off, principal off of our mortgage. And the script had been broken and had changed and we were now living God's storyline for our lives. Do not, be, do not conform to the pattern of this world, God says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what His will is. And you'll be able to live His storyline, His story for your life. I believe tonight God is revealing mindsets in order to break you free to come to a new level, and and to get into his story for your life. So we're going to take some time now. Let's stand together. Father, I thank you that there are patterns and stuck patterns that you've been speaking all over this place tonight. whether they're generational things, whether they are opinions of others, whether they are past mistakes, whether there has been a trauma or something that has taken place in the past that's implanted the lie. It's been like that malicious script working in the background. But Father, you bring things to the light because you're bringing healing and freedom. And tonight is an opportunity to step into freedom. Right now, if you recognize any pattern in your life, and you're saying, God, I don't want to live this any longer. I don't want to live my life on replay, on the script. And hold that thing before Him by faith right now. Lift it up because He's going to lift it off your life. In Jesus' name. And right now, by faith, let that thing go. See it nailed to the cross. Tonight, you can say yes to Jesus and no to that old lie. Say yes to God's story for your life. Father, I thank you right now. Ungodly mindsets are being broken. Fear and intimidation is being broken off people right now. In Jesus' name. I speak freedom. I speak liberty. I speak wholeness. I speak fruitfulness. Speak destiny. We say no chain, no wall, no limitation, and no lie shall have any effect any longer. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for the fresh breeze of your Holy Spirit blowing through this place. We give you all the glory, all the glory, all the glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I just see stuff falling off, people. Like old clothes, old grey clothes, coats, just falling off. And the beautiful colour of who you are, who God has called you to be, emerging in your life. I thank you, Father, for your truth, setting people free right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I really felt that, um, you know, some of you here, might, if if you want to respond to that, we want to make an opportunity. And even before, Pastor Sheridan felt that there's people that need to come uh, unstuck. And I'm going to just pass over to you right now. But if you can relate to that and and you'd like someone just to agree with you in prayer, we're going to have some leaders up front who will be able to pray with you but um, this isn't for you to just share all this stuff. This is not about rehearsing those old scripts. This is an opportunity to very simply come and say, as I step out the front, I am leaving that thing behind. This is a new day. We are agreeing for God's best for your life. In Jesus' name. All right. so
2: I, I saw a picture when we were worshiping, and it was like people were stuck in mud. And I really felt that the Holy Spirit wanted to reach down and pull people out of the mud. And uh, I felt particularly it was in your walk with God. You just feel like you're stuck. You need to like you've hit a ceiling, and you need to move forward. You want to move forward. And so as we finish, we're going to create that opportunity for you to come down the front. Just let people stand with you and minister the love of God to you and I sense the Holy Spirit literally wants to take hold of your hand and just pull you out pull you forward and so we're going to do that as we finish, also what we're going to do if the host team could ready yourselves please, we're going to receive an offering now because we want to bless Helen as she goes back to Melbourne, she's been an incredible blessing to us this weekend as a church and we want to honour her and we want to send her home feeling blessed for the time she's invested into us. So if the host team could ready yourselves, that would be great. We'll receive that offering in just a moment. would be good. It would be great. Thank you, Helen. Thank you so much for this weekend. It's been wonderful. Great. Yeah, let's receive that offering. That would be great. Sometimes getting stuck isn't a choice but staying stuck is a choice staying stuck is a choice and I want to encourage you to respond to Jesus now the band's going to sing a song we're going to finish for the night and I encourage you to go into this week and wherever you are and whenever you're there be like Jesus shine the light but as we sing this song if you were stuck why don't you come down the front. Let's stand with you. Let's pray for you. Let's make sure you move on. Staying stuck is a choice. Don't leave stuck. Just don't do it. Crazy. Make sure you come and allow the Holy Spirit to touch your world tonight and unstuck you. Thanks for coming out tonight. Can you lead us? And It's great. Come down. Don't wait. Just come as they sing.
1: good good father it's who you are it's who you are. i <laughs> In all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Perfect in all
2: of your ways. If you'd like prayer, come on down the front. Otherwise, we are done. Have a fantastic week. I declare God's blessing over you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming out tonight. Have an awesome week.